0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Josh Bell coming up, and guess what?
1: Keston Hira has just struck out. The ball game in Milwaukee is over. And the 2022 Padres are playoff bound. It's official.
2: Clearly the folks here in San Diego were following along. As they have gotten up on the board, White Sox players looking around like, what's going on?
3: What's going on is that the Padres are partying uh, like there's no tomorrow. Only there is a tomorrow. Tomorrow. For the Padres. They have qualified for the postseason for just the seventh time in franchise history. We welcome you to our Monday after party. Gwen and Chris at two oh one on a Monday afternoon on the home of Padre Baseball 973. The fan Chris Hello, Matt Scraby, together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. still at Petco Park. He was doing interviews there <laughs> all night long. Decided to spend the night, had breakfast there this morning, and he's back. No, he he did get to go home last night. But a beautiful job by uh, you guys yesterday on the broadcast after the game, Tony, uh, celebrating in style as the Padres get to the postseason. And all I have to say for all of our uh, long-suffering fans out there this year that have uh, communicated with Tony and I throughout this 2022 season, all the bumps along the way, But all the heart-wrenching losses, all of the uh, outs made with runners in scoring position, all of the strikeouts looking, don't add up to a hill of beans now because the Padres are where they want to go. And that is the postseason, Tony Gwynn Jr., and it feels pretty good.
2: It it does, man. It really does. Um, Yesterday, it's hard to really explain how happy those dudes were down in the clubhouse. I mean, Scraby got a chance to see it. Up close and personal, you had to have been there. I mean, I was telling Jesse, I was like, these guys were like handing out hugs, like, they were that's how (laughs) they they were. That's that's how they even hugged you, Scraby. No, they came
1: up to me, and I just put up my fist to fist bump, and they were like, Yes,
2: (laughs) 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 they were handing out hugs, man. That's how excited these guys were, and you know. That's why, to me, you know, one of the, the questions I, I, I asked yesterday to a couple of the guys was the, the difference in winning in that 60-game sprint versus the 162. And, you know, nobody wanted to, to downgrade their, the postseason from 2020, but it was clear that that kind of work and to, to pull along uh, the rope for that long and, and get the result that you were looking for, um, it's got to be feel pretty good now. The, I they clearly enjoyed themselves but, you know, as Bo Mel said before the festivities started in that locker room yesterday that that was just the first step. And so, um, it was a lot of fun to be a part of. Obviously I'm not down on the field, Jesse and I are up here, but when you are doing these games every day like we are, uh you certainly feel a part of you feel a part of it. And uh I think yesterday was uh you know, I got a chance to see, you know, not just myself and Jesse, but the people who cover this team, they were a part of that celebration in there last night as well. I saw Scans get just doused. I mean, they got him good. Machado, I think it was um uh Musgrove, they got him pretty good. And, you know, it's it's cool to see them um in that element, man. Right? You just don't see it that much. So often where they're they're keeping you away from how they truly feel this is the one time in baseball where where they don't. They they allow you in and Uh, It was a lot of fun. I don't think there's any
3: question that there's nothing better in a regular season in all of sports than uh, clinching a playoff berth because it is the ultimate marathon. It is the ultimate accomplishment. And now you would actually do go from a marathon to a sprint because you go from that to right into a three-game elimination series this weekend. Coming up, it'll start on Friday night. We don't know who the Potters are going to play. We don't know what time the game is going to be. We just know that we'll be carrying all of the action Right here on 97.3 The Fan. But 2022 now can join the uh, likes of 1984, 1996, 1998, 2005, 2006, and 2020. 2022 now is seventh time that the Padres have qualified for the postseason. So there's a lot of pent-up emotion, not only for the players, but I think the fans out here in San Diego. Yeah. Everybody's ecstatic and there was a lot of people who really kept thinking all the way that this somehow wasn't going to happen, Tony. But you know what? They they got it done, and uh, they got a nice little hot stretch, the 8 out of 10 right near the end of the season, which gave them a little separation from the Brewers. And uh, ultimately, uh, it ends kind of in a weird fashion yesterday, right? I it mean, did. It did with the, with the Brewers losing in the middle of the Padre game, and then the game just kind of playing out yesterday on the field and it's the so White funny. Sox do the quick stage left exit so that the Padres could come out on the field and celebrate themselves.
2: It's funny how sports works, right? Like, when you have a bunch of people competing, right, it, there's a, it was weird to see, right? The last out is made, um, and, like, you could still, like, the sting of losing still happened, right? You could, like, see it. Like, the, the Padres didn't really know... What to do? You're like dealing with the fact that you just lost a ball game. You—they already knew they clinched at that point, but you could still see like the whole competitive thing need to kind of wear off first because it was like it was—you know, they the White Sox are high-fiving coming out of the field. Padres have that like you know we lost look feel to them, and then like in five minutes I like dissipated. It was and once the shirts got,
4: came out. They, yeah, it was like yeah, exactly. As soon as the sh-
2: it was like as soon as they put their shirts on, all of the, like, disappointment and yeah, loss, was. like, washed away. It, and then they got, to, they got to doing what they wanted to do at that point. Tony was spot
1: on because when I walked into the clubhouse with Tony, I had no idea what to expect. But I believe, I don't know, the energy in the room just put a smile on my face because yeah. you couldn't be in that room without just having fun and enjoying. And I'm just uh, very lucky and very fortunate to have been a part of that. Like, that is one of the craziest things I've ever been a part of. So thanks to uh, 973 for letting me go down there, but it was awesome. It really was, and you got to see all the guys like uh, celebrating with each other. Nubiel Chris showed up, and I we haven't seen Nubiel Chris in a little bit, and a lot of the other guys like uh, Clubhouse guys got to celebrate, and it was it was really it was
3: really cool. Scraby, did you go down there without a poncho and without goggles? I did, I did, I did. You went uh, you went uh, he, he on I, I, I was. Because I saw a picture of Tony Gwynn Jr., and he was covered from head to toe he with He came protection. prepared. Yeah. He definitely
1: <laughs> came prepared. I didn't get... The only time I got sprayed with champagne was in the beginning when they were all throwing champagne yeah, when, around. When,
2: yeah, it was like... The, the, if you walked in early, they they were they had them bottles shook up pretty yes, well. Yes, they did. And it was just like... It was, it was pandemonium. It, was it really was. It was pandemonium. <laughs> it really was. But yeah, so Chris, uh, about
1: the poncho. Our boss Adam had a sweet poncho, though. Because oh, my Lord. Uh, he uh, apparently <laughs> I, I learned this story on the way back to the press box after everything uh, w- went down and Jeff Sanders of the San Diego Union Tribune said that Adam asked him if he had an extra poncho or somehow they came up with on the topic of do you have an extra poncho and uh, Jeff Sanders said yes I do here it is. Chris, it, it had a cool. massive British flag on the front of it. It was a United Kingdom <laughs> uh, poncho, and Adam is walking around with this poncho on, and I couldn't help but just laugh. It, it, was, hilarious. it was hilarious. Dare I
3: say yeah. dork alert? Uh,
1: it wasn't dork alert. It was more of like you were
3: so out of place with that, um, that yeah. British flag pr- poncho That's right, right now. He
2: had a United Kingdom poncho on me. Oh my goodness. It was hilarious.
3: <laughs> well, all of you it's out there are going to get to hilarious. enjoy the uh, celebration if you saw it yesterday, you'll get to relive a lot of it today. If you didn't catch all of it yesterday, you'll get to enjoy it today. We are going to play a bunch of interviews that Tony did yesterday with Padre players down in the uh, in the clubhouse uh, following yesterday's clinching game. We'll have interviews with A.J. Preller and Ruben Niebla and players like Jake Cronenworth, Joe Musgrove, Josh Bell, Josh Hader, Juan Soto, Jerkson Profar, Mike Clevenger, Pierce Johnson, And Will Myers, and we're going to get them all in. Wow, it was that, man? We're going to get them all in between now and 530. You're going to get a chance from here, from every single one of these guys, as we uh, enjoy the celebration today here on Gwyn and Chris. And here is the uh, situation now for Friday. I want everybody to be aware of what's going on. Uh, We are going to be out at Alesmith Brewing Company off Miramar Road all day Friday. It's going to start at 6 a.m. with Ben and Woods. It's going to be followed by the coach, John Cantera, and then us, Gwen and Chris, leading up to the Padres' playoff pregame show. And, of course, that's all dependent on when the Padres actually play their game. I've seen uh, all kinds of different possibilities. Most people are assuming if the Padres play the Mets that they'll play sometime around 5 o'clock, maybe 5.30 on Friday afternoon. That's, again, an assumption that a lot of people are just making because they figure the Mets would get the primetime game. But there are three other game times, and if the Padres play St. Louis, they could end up playing at nine, ten in the morning Pacific time. They could end up playing around 1 o'clock. They could end up playing at 4, 4.30 in the afternoon. So uh, all of our coverage from Alesmith Brewing Company is going to be uh, dependent on exactly when the games are going to be played or the game is going to be played on Friday. But we're going to have coffee in the morning, Lots of beer, tons of food. We're going to invite you to stay, watch the game with us, many TVs throughout the Alesmith Tasting Room, drink specials on 394 beer and the brand-new San Diego State Ale. So uh, everybody make plans this Friday, starting at six a.m., we will be broadcasting live, and it'll be going all day long as we raise a glass to the playoffs and join a pint, uh, enjoy a pint of San Diego's hometown beer, three ninety four pale ale, straight from the source at Alesmith Smith Brewing Company. It's off Miramar Road this Friday, so we want to let everybody know, and we'll let everybody, we'll continue to let everybody know that that's where we're all going to be on Friday for the playoff opener. And um, look, the Padres right now are going to play the Mets, but I think that we're maybe jumping the gun just a little bit here, Tony, because right now the Padres are only one game ahead of the Phillies in the race for the number 5 spot. And um, if if the Phillies make up that game over the next three days – the Phillies have the tiebreaker over the yes, Padres. So yes, that would do. send the Padres to the sixth spot, and they would wind up going to St. Louis. So I think it's very much up in the air. I don't know what kind of game the Padres are going to be able to play tonight. There might be a little bit of a party hangover from last from yesterday and last evening. We'll have to find out. But three games left for the Padres. The Phillies play in Houston against the Astros, but it'll still be depending on how that race turns out. To trigger where the Padres will play on Friday, and we'll just have to wait and see. I I, I don't think the Padres have to play a one hundred percent you know foot gas on the you know pedal right. down the next right. three days, but at the same time, you know they don't want to get in any
2: bad habits either. Tony, hundred percent, hundred percent. I hundred percent agree. I think, um, you know, this this giant team is is who they are. They're about five hundred, right? So, um, Padres. Whether they, you know, the good part is it was a day game yesterday, so they had plenty of time (laughs) to get it in and then get some sleep as well so they could bounce back. Uh, But yeah, you know, you you certainly don't want to just pack it in and and just say, all right, we're in. We don't need to worry about these three. You want to, as you said, still play quality baseball and. Um, you know, if, you know, you you win two out of these th- next three games, you're probably going to stay right where you are in that uh right two spot. And so, yeah. or excuse me, five spot. And so there you go from you go from there.
3: Yeah. So, we'll see. The Padres right now, like I said, it looks like they're going to play the Mets, but the Cardinals is still a very real possibility for the first round, and there's an outside chance they could still go to Atlanta, although the Braves right now only have a magic How about number that? of 1.
2: To they, clinch they, the East from the Mets. The Mets that? came in Indeed. there, and they spanked them. I mean, they needed to sweep. Took all three. We told yeah. them they
3: needed to sweep if they wanted to win the division, and they did. They did.
2: They did. So, so give them a I lot of they credit. Both, they both play teams that, uh, you know, aren't that great. Seems like, uh, I think one of them has the Marlins, the other has the Nationals.
3: Yeah, so uh, you got to figure the Braves aren't going to lose all three to the Marlins.
2: Well, yeah, especially because Al- Alcantara's been shut down the rest of the season. Right. So, they won't even see him, and they won't see um, – Pablo Lopez the one who was really good against against he's he pitched yesterday so yeah you know it, it's it's it looks like at this point the uh, I think it was they were, the probability was like 80 something percent further than the win before the weekend. Now it's 98 percent. Oh, yeah, they got win. it. They got it. The so, Braves
3: are going to get that. So Padres are going to go to either New York or St. Louis, and that'll all be played out over the next three days. But uh, what will be played out on the program today is a celebration of this 2022 season. We'll recall some of the great moments along the way. And uh, like I said, all of Tony Gwynn Jr.'s post game bash interviews yesterday. From the Padre Clubhouse. So stay tuned for all of it. Underway here on a Monday celebration day in San Diego. The Padres are going to the postseason. And that sounds pretty good when you consider how many times it's happened. In 54 seasons, only the seventh time for San Diego. So enjoy it while you can. I'm Chris Ello. That's Tony Gwynn Jr. Scraby as well. Gwynn and Chris until 530 today.
5: I got Juan
2: Soto pulling up right now. He's spraying champagne. He's having himself a good time. Juan, what are you feeling right now? Uh, I feel great. I feel amazing. <laughs> Woo! As he dumps beer on himself. Juan, you come over in the deal. Obviously, a, a big trade for this organization. You've turned it up here in the last three weeks. Just talk about getting going for this team and, and being an offensive presence for him. It just feel amazing to be part of it. I mean, it's a great talent team. I mean, since I get here, they, they made me feel home. And it's just amazing. They feel great. I feel great and happy to be here. You are one of the few guys in this locker room that has gone all the way. You've won a World Series title. What type of advice, what type of information will you pass along to your teammates after you guys celebrate and have fun tonight? <laughs> Just beat everybody else. Forget about everything. Just go out there and
3: beat everybody. Either way, it can be by error, it can be by anything, but win. At the end of the day, it's just a win.
2: Juan Soto living his best life last <laughs> night. If you, if you didn't think he was having a good time, he huh, wasn't paying. He sounded attention. like a
3: guy who knows what's possibly ahead. You know he, what I mean? Uh, like He, he realizes did. that this getting into the playoffs gives him the opportunity to have a whole lot more fun down the
2: road. He got into a play the playoffs with a, a team that really wasn't good early uh, with that national squad, and they got hot at the end. I don't, I'm not even sure they got the 90 wins, but they ended up winning the the World Series when it was all said and done. So, you know, for him, I I would assume he's he not worried about losing games and clinching and any of that because he knows once you get in, as it seemed like many of the guys kind of acknowledged yesterday, once you get in. All this stuff changes. None of it matters anymore, and you, you start from, from scratch. Welcome in to Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. Uh, we're going to play a few more of those interviews. You know what's funny is uh, – I I'm, I realize that I'm pretty loud in those interviews, like yelling. Uh, you had to be. I, I did because you, you literally could not hear yourself talk you're right. or think for that matter. It was so, like
1: me being back in a club for the first time in six
2: years. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is I haven't been in a club in probably probably around the same time, maybe even a little bit longer than six or seven years. But that is a lot of a lot of like what it's like trying to communicate. In a club. It did bring back some memories there, like yelling in somebody's ear. And they're like, huh?
3: (laughs) And if you really paid attention to what Juan Soto said to your answers there, just a bunch of gibberish, really. I mean, that's that's all these guys are really capable of at that time. You know, they think they're making all of these fantastic points and all of this – this memorable <laughs> copy, but most of it is just, yeah, we won. I mean, it's, it's the best thing ever. And what, we, what, what? do we – you, do you do you what? Did to win the World said? Series? We just got to win. I don't know. We just got to <laughs> do it and go. And these guys are the greatest guys ever. Like I've said before, win, winning is a team thing. You know, when you win, everybody's involved in it. And when you lose, it's a, it's a personal thing. And you take your thoughts to yourself. But
2: uh, Yeah, you internalize it a lot more when, when yes, you lose. Yes, you do. You know, yes, you you, do. it's not you're right because right, well, you, you're not outward celebrating a, a loss, right? So, no. it, 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 it's it's that's a great way to put it. When you lose, it feels much more like an individual thing because everybody's taking it differently and you know, dissecting it differently. When you win, everybody wins the same way, and that's right. why everybody can enjoy it and, and get on the same page. Yeah, that's um, why
3: I'll even bump fists with a guy like Scraby in the clubhouse. I mean, they they, they, they welcome they anybody.
2: Yeah. He was willing to give Scraby a hug. He was just germaphobed out and was like, i, I was." Be
1: there was a lot of me standing on the outskirts because there was a lot of stuff being, like, just flying I'll around. Guess, <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs>
2: Scraby had to keep his distance, there's no doubt. You know there's what no I doubt. really
1: appreciated, too, was uh, when Annie Halbred was trying to get in the middle of everything, and I, I think... I think it was Sean Manaya who just poured his beer all over the top of her head. Oh <laughs> and she accepted it. She, she's part of the team. I mean too. No,
2: everybody got it. Everybody got it. It yeah. wasn't just yeah. Eddie. Uh I know uh I know a few everybody who was part of the staff. Yeah. PR staff, they all got it. Yes, so they did. Um it was it was uh equal opportunity for everybody. We do have a caller on the line. Let's bring him on Robert on the phone. Robert, welcome to the show, man.
6: Hey, thanks for having me.
2: What's on your mind?
6: Well, I just I just wanted to – now, I'm ex- as excited as any Padres fan out there. I mean, just thinking about the Padres in the playoffs has the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. It's exciting. But in the words of the great late Kobe Bryant, he said something along the lines of, what's there to be happy about? The job's not finished. And I just have a hard time celebrating making the playoffs when we haven't done anything yet. Touché. Well, but you
3: have done something. I mean, you've gotten there. I mean, that is doing something because you can't win in the playoffs if you're not there. True?
6: But, but if we lose the first round, what did we celebrate?
3: Yeah, but you can say you, honestly, Robert. And I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to, to to disagree with you here. You can win the first round and get swept by the Dodgers in the second round, and you can say, "Well, what did we accomplish?" You could beat the Mets, you could beat the Dodgers, you could lose in the NLCS, and then you could go to yourself, "Well, what did we accomplish?" I mean, you have to enjoy the little successes along the way; otherwise, you're never going to be happy. So I, I I realize what Kobe Bryant says. I realize what Michael Jordan Thanks says. Thanks for the phone call. I realize what you right. know, a lot of people think: a championship or nothing. The Padres feel the championship or nothing too, but you have to enjoy the successes along the way. I, I, I just don't I don't subscribe to his way of thinking. I understand it, and I am almost positive that the Padres to a man, just like the Braves, just like the Dodgers, just like the Mets, the Phillies and the Cardinals, they're all gonna be thinking the same thing. Hey, we've still got a lot of work to do. So uh, they're aware of that, but I think you've got to be happy when you, you know, you play six months of baseball just to give yourself the opportunity.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, first, uh, Colby at that time had won three rings. I mean, so he could have the mindset of <laughs> jobs not finished yet because he had, he'd already done it, and getting to a – playoff series or a conference final or whatever it was. I think that was actually in the finals that he said that. Um, By the way, they were up 3-1 in the series when he dropped it. So, I mean, yeah, or 2-1, I think it was. He was in the finals already. So, of course, the job is not finished yet with that idea. But um, listen, I, I think, again, when you've played 159 games and you get to the first goal that he said, because Bob Bob Melvin said it himself. He said, "This is the first step. We're allowed to enjoy this. You can you can know that the job is not finished and still enjoy a moment of getting into the playoffs as the Padres did. That uh, didn't happen for this ball club last year. They they had a lot of the same things going early on uh, with a healthy uh, at that time Fernando Tatis Jr. and they." they weren't able to close the deal. Well, yesterday they did, and that had to feel um, some kind of special uh, for those guys who have been down there putting in the work. I, I understand Robert's uh, thinking in terms of jobs not done, but uh, you can still you can still enjoy a moment and, and still know that there's work to be done. Uh, both things can be true at the same time.
3: Agreed.
1: Actually, you got another one? Yeah, before we go to break, uh, you know, I was going to shout him out later, but John, who uh, guards the clubhouse security, or the he's the security for the clubhouse door, yeah, yeah, he uh, is a listener of the show, and he called in because he wanted to tell some of the fans what he saw yesterday as the guys were leaving. So, John, you are on with Quinn and Chris. Hey,
4: Scraby, Tony, Chris. Just What's up, John? To for having me on first. Um, yeah, to what that last caller said um, – not a single one of those guys was satisfied with just getting in. Every single one of them came out saying, hey, there's more to come. The job's not done yet. We're just getting started. Um, and that's pretty much what I wanted to say. Nobody's happy with just getting in. Um, if you're a Padres fan, like I have been your entire life, but we're not satisfied either. Um, and I would just say, you know, expect big things from these guys. They've got high expectations of themselves.
2: Thank you for sure the Pretty sure do. John, John sees these guys coming in the door every day. And he had a first row seat of the action as well uh, after yesterday's game, and, and I'll say it again: I, I can't, I can't express the amount of joy those guys had that they were able to get to this point. Um, but that also doesn't mean that they're cool with just you know getting to this point and going home. When they get up on this plane to go, whether it's to New York or St. Louis, they're going to put try to put their best foot forward, you know. And you know, if, if it's in the cards that they win this series, they will. Uh, but it, it won't be because they were spraying champagne, or they won't lose the series because they were spraying champagne after uh, winning. Are finding themselves into the playoffs. We well,
3: don't know another don't know another team that qualified for the playoffs. By the way, that did not have a celebration. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> we even, the Dodger, even the Dodgers celebrated. I mean, look, you've got to celebrate this point. It, it, it's a huge it's a, journey. It's, it's a, a, it's a exactly. marathon journey that you accomplished. You got to you got to be happy with it, and then you know, you, you once you recover from that, you go back if, to work.
2: If you have a mountain climbing, you know, if you're going to climb a mountain, you know. Two different mountains, and you get to the first one, and it's a feat, right? You're not gonna not celebrate it because you got mountain number two to to to, to get to. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy that for a second. You're gonna be you know be excited about conquering that. Um, but you know, like as I said, both things can be true at the same time. Let's get to break. Uh, we got more show on the way. We'll get to some more calls. We'll get to some more of those interviews from last night's celebration. On going and Chris. I got Josh Bell with us here. Josh, you came over in the trade, went from a team that was out of contention to in contention, thrown into that kind of pressure cooker. What are you feeling right now? You know, all the hard work has paid off. You know, we had a rough stretch there for a little bit. We turned things
1: around. You know, our pitching staff has held, held true, held strong this whole time. I know that the first meeting that B-Mail had with, with us, he said – This squad right here is the one that's going to take the championship home. So uh, this is the first chapter we get to celebrate here, and hopefully we get to celebrate again here in the next couple of weeks.
2: Take us back to Arizona. You guys lose that game on Thursday night. Bo Mel says what he says. And really from that point on, you guys have played probably your best baseball as this unit alone. What did that mean to you guys, or what did that what kind of gear did that kick you guys into? Oh,
1: 100%. You know, it was kind of sad that we needed to hear it, but in the same light, you know, he said, hey, guys, we got to hustle. we got to turn it on right now. Now's the time. Um, and we did. So, uh, hopefully we can keep going, pedal to the metal, and then keep pushing forward.
3: Josh Bell with Tony Gwynn Jr. down in the uh, clubhouse uh, after yesterday's uh, clinching Afternoon of Padre Baseball. Welcome back to Gwyn and Chris. 2.39 is the time. Chrisello and Tony Gwynn Jr. along with Matt Scraby here on 97.3 The Fan. Don't forget, this Friday we're all going to be at Ale Smith Brewing Company off Miramar Road. Gets underway at 6 a.m. with the Ben and Wood Show, followed by the coach John Cantara. Then us, Gwynn and Chris, all leading up to Padres playoff baseball. We don't have an exact time for the first playoff game yet. It'll most likely be in either New York against the Mets or St. Louis against the Cardinals. Padres have a one-game lead over the Phillies right now for the number spot, but don't forget the Phillies hold the tiebreaker. There is Padre baseball tonight at Petco Park. Joe Musgrove is going to be on the hill. John Brebbia, an opener, is going to start for San Francisco. Padres, Bob Lelvin got the lineup in early, Tony. I was
4: yeah, he did.
0: a
3: little surprised by that. Bob uh Probably put it together before he went to sleep last night. But uh, he's got his lineup out. Manny Machado will have the day off today. But uh, Jorge Alfaro, predictably, will have the day off. He was partying as hard as anybody Uh, yesterday. Yes, he was. Uh, I'm not not meaning to pick on him because everybody was partying pretty good. Uh, But uh, not a surprise that Trent Grisham's in the lineup tonight. There's still three regular season games left to try to find him some confidence. Uh, Brandon Dixon is the DH tonight, so uh Padres pretty regular lineup though Kim Soto Drury Bell Cronenworth Myers you know I mean you got you got pretty much the regular guys going tonight so Padres not uh, easing back uh, after the clinch yesterday
2: no they uh and and listen that's that's what I was alluding to you you still want to come out and play some good baseball these last remaining three games and um you want guys who are going to be in the lineup and this is a great opportunity. I wouldn't be surprised if Trent starts the next 3 games to try to allow him to exactly. kind of get going and, and 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 you're going to see a lot of the bench guys who they think have a shot to make this roster play here these last few games to kind of maybe evaluate who's going to be on that roster uh and and to try to get these guys going because we do know in the playoffs yes you're 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 your pillars are going to do their thing, but it's always one of these guys off the bench that comes through with a big knock. Scott if you Brocious. Series, Scott Brocious, uh, we I mean, the list is, is long at this point really in terms long of pitches. Of guys so, guys have
3: come through in the past, over the years, yeah. World Series MVPs, it's hard to even name World Series MVPs. Sometimes they're such unlikely guys. Um, you know, they come out of nowhere. There are your Reggie Jacksons, your Mr. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, right. The, you know, Mr. October, but uh, there are there are a lot of unlikely heroes in the postseason as well. You need to rely on everybody. eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three That is the phone number if you want to get in and uh, join the program today. Uh, we're going to take some more phone calls. Uh, I want to thank our guy Jose Zocar though, Tony. He uh, tweeted out from his was his own account. They tweeted this. It was Instagram. Instagram from guy. his own account. Yes. I uh, said uh, on the Gwyn and Chris show. Quote, I promise you guys we will make the playoffs. And uh, he was right. He said, now we go. So uh, Jose Ozocar, he had a lot to do with it because he got into the lineup right at the right time. And uh, I'm glad for Jose Ozokar. He remembered where he made that promise, Tony.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. he did. He had the whole um, post that we had we had put up at the time with yes. him in the background. He had that ready to roll. So he had hung on to that for yep. a little bit.
3: He did. and uh, He was ready. He was ready, So, uh, and the Padres are certainly ready. They went 4-2, uh, and two, if you're wondering, this year against the Mets. They went 2-4 and four this year against the Cardinals, but did take two out of three in the series that was played in San Diego. Uh, I was looking at this real quick just to give you guys some numbers, stuff to kind of start to mull over in case they play the Mets, because I know everybody's going to say, well, they can't beat the Mets. I mean, you know, they're going to have to be in New York. They're going to have to face DeGrom and Scherzer, and those guys are unbeatable. Well, Let's see how unbeatable they are. Uh, all time in ten starts against the Padres, Jacob Degrom is six and three, so they've beaten him before. Uh, it doesn't seem like it. Seems like he shoves every time he pitches against them, and pretty but pretty much against everybody. But they are six and three, or Degrom is six and three against the Padres. Scherzer in seventeen starts is also six and three. So. Uh, those guys have been good, and you know what? If you face Scherzer, all you have to do is is, uh, is activate Daniel Camarena to the uh, playoff yeah, right? roster, <laughs> and you can take care of Scherzer just like that. So, just you,
1: you put him out there to pinch hit, and Scherzer's like I'm pinch out. Hit again I want Scherzer out right and, uh, now.
3: Change the whole thing around. So uh, just some early numbers for you to uh, mull over in case the Padres do have to face Degrom and Scherzer this weekend. Uh, we're going to face uh, our friend Jamie out in Chula Jaime, rather. I'm sorry, Jaime. Out in Chula Vista, here to kick off this uh, segment of phone calls. Hi, Jaime. How are you?
6: Hey, guys. Uh, we got in. <laughs> You're in. We baby. did. <laughs> <laughs> we are in. Hey, tough, tough stretch all season long. Um, it, funny, funny story. I, I ran into Francisco, uh, the catcher's coach, at a Francisco top, a little, Yeah, at a little Italy. Super cool guy. I mean, we were just there chatting about the plan and what's going on. And he was just like, just the confidence and like, hey, we're going to take care of this in the next couple of days. And, you know, once we get in, we're going to see if, you know, this is a tough game. And, and you know, he asked me how long i was been a fan. I go, listen, I was born in 73. I remember in 78 as when I was five was probably my first, you know, I've had the 84 season, the 2008 season, a long time coming. And it's it just – uh and then and then and then I went to the game Saturday because I have uh, season tickets and it just it felt it feels different right now. I don't know what the heck it is. But it just feels different. There's like there's like a confidence. Season starts over. Everybody will be zero and zero going in. What the hell, you know? We're in it. <laughs> you roll the dice right <laughs> you know? now. You really do. We said it. It goes
3: from a marathon to a sprint. And I, I don't know how many times we've said this throughout the course of the season, but. The Dodgers have the best record in baseball. The Nationals have the worst. Uh, when the two teams played this year in LA, a three-game series, the Nationals swept. I, I you know, all that, yeah. that that tells you everything you need to know about a about a, a short series. The 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 everything that came before it doesn't matter. It's gonna it's gonna come down to how you play uh, in these three games this weekend against either the Mets or the Cardinals. And uh, you know, you take your chances. And even though the Dodgers. Took every series from the Padres this year, doesn't guarantee they're going to take one more.
2: Baseball sets up that way. The, the Dodgers took the series against the Braves last year. It got to the playoffs. It was flipped on its head. Yeah, that's so, right. So, um, you know, those things, it, it's, it, it just doesn't matter. Nationals, the couple year, the year they won it, they had to go to LA. They beat Kershaw uh, to win that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dodgers had pounded them during that year. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm just using the Dodgers because that's the ones I remember. But because they're the <laughs> one
3: that usually blow it in the playoffs. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, Dodger fans. It was a cheap shot. I know. It was a cheap shot. Uh, I-, I wanted to bring up Tuesday, September the sixth. Tony Gwynn Jr. is one of my favorite moments of this year. Do you know what happened on? T- Turn back time. I'm turning back time less than a month. <laughs> I mean, you're do I know back time. what
2: happened on September sixth?
3: Tuesday, September the sixth. That particular ball game. Why would I be bringing that one up? Do you know?
2: Um, Jorge Alfaro. No. Well, it
3: wasn't Jorge Alfaro night, but I will tell you what it also was that night. The Padres had just lost three in a row. They'd lost the final two games of a series in LA, and they'd been shut out by the rookie Ryan Nelson on the Monday night game. This was Merrill Kelly that night. The second night on Tuesday was Merrill Kelly. You're right. And Merrill Kelly had a no-hitter going through four innings, maybe five innings that night. Do you remember a special – Four spe- innings, through four. F- through four innings. Do you remember who showed up as a special guest in the booth in the fifth inning that night?
2: It was no other than Chris Ello. That's right. It was we me. We made him stay after the fifth. Made me stay because the
3: Padres went single, walk, homer, homer.
2: No, walk by Bill Homer, Homer Cronenworth, Kim back to back Jimmy Johnson. Right,
3: and the Padres Jimmy came from Johnson. the Padres came from five nothing down to win that game six to five, and they went proceeded to win twelve of their next eighteen games. I don't want to say that was a turning point, but that was an exciting moment for me, and I'm glad I was there at that exact. Point in time.
1: Only Chris yeah. would remember a date and time. What do you mean only was... I would remember? Tony was the only it. one who would remember that. I didn't remember you, you, the date you, and time. I had Tony's, to look it up. Tony's looking through his book like, I don't really know what Chris yes, is Yes, he remembers He, he, he just... does remember it. He does.
2: Here, here's here's what's funny, though, about that, right? You had to, because Ryan Nelson had just, I mean, seven innings of nothing. We scored zero runs that day before. The Padres win that game, right? But, and they went, and then they would win the following, because that was, that was, the set, I think it was a four-game set against the, uh, the D-backs. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers would roll into town, and they made you forget about all of that. Right. Because the Padres got the first win. It was a rain delay the first day. They lose the second game, 8-4, lose the, set, the third game, 11-2. That is when they um, rolled back into, or soon thereafter, they would roll back into Arizona and have that clunker. Get shut out again by a rookie. Get shut out again by a different rookie. And everybody's like, here we go again. And that's when Bo Mill, as you promptly put it earlier, called his team out. And then from there, yeah, that they was the, rolled. that
3: was a much more true turning point than me showing up in the booth. But I still like to take credit for showing up in the booth, <laughs> as so. you should, because fair enough, I would fair too. Enough. You would too, Scraby. Absolutely. I definitely would. I'm Let's just go to giving our friend our Gilberto, who shows up all the time, and we're happy he does here on Gwen and Chris. Hi, Gilberto.
7: Hola, muchachos, cómo están? Muy bien, y tú? Muy bien, and. Uh... I remember that series against the Nationals because I was there, and um, anybody can beat anybody anytime. I'm really happy for the Padres. I called you guys the day that they hired Bob Melvin. I don't know if you remember that, but it's, it's recorded, and uh, I believe I said to you guys that the Padres will win between 85 and 90 games, and they will make the playoffs.
3: Well, you, uh, you
1: turned for, out to be what, prophetic. I actually do remember this, Gilberto. You were right.
7: And the thing is that uh, for all San Diegans, for all, all the Padres fans, and you guys, you know, I'm coming from the Dodgers, right, because I, I was born into it. But I like the Padres. And you cannot win the lottery if you don't have a ticket, whether you find it,
4: yes. whether ah, you buy it or somebody good. gives
7: it to you. And the Padres earn and punch their ticket. And... They can go all the way. Anybody can win, and anybody can beat anybody. As far as I'm concerned, they have the top three pitching staff in the playoffs right now. And that's what carries disagree. you in the playoffs. I so don't disagree. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna be very, very hard to beat. It doesn't matter who they face. I would love for them to face the Dodgers. In the ALDS or the N, I mean NLDS or the NLCS, if the Dodgers make it that far, but the Padres, <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to have a deep run.
2: Thank
3: well, you, Gilberto. Gilberto. You had a feeling they're going to win between 85 and 90 games, so let's hope your feelings are right again. Thank you, Gilberto. Very good. Gilberto I like his line on. about the lottery ticket because that's really what this is. It's a yep. lottery right now, man. There's 12 teams, and they're all going to be thinking the same thing going into this postseason, Tony. That it's our turn, you know, to have 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 the have the you know good fortune fall on us because they're all going to play hard. They're all going to be wanting to win. They're all going right. to be playing off the success of a great regular season. And uh, you just got to see who's you know whose turn it's going to be.
2: It will not matter that the Braves or Mets will have 100 wins, or the Dodgers will have 100 and. What They didn't win last night? They got 110. Okay. 110? Yeah, they did. 110. It, it won't matter. None of that matters. It's 0-0. Season right. starts from scratch. And so, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Is
3: it possible that back-to-back teams with 88 wins could win the World Series? I mean, after all, the Padres are at 87 right now. I'm not suggesting they go 1-2 and two over the next three days, but if they do, they would finish with exactly 88 wins just as the Braves did a year ago. Let's go to Clay in South Bay. Clay, welcome to the program, sir.
4: Hey, gentlemen. You know, it's always a pleasure to listen to the show, and of course, yesterday after we uh, we were notified while we were watching the game that the Padres made it to the playoffs, Hey, everybody fell into happy mode, and I'm pretty happy about that. And I'm going to also say this. Uh, the pitching in the last week, week and a half has just been awesome and I really truly believe that with the bullpen and the starting pitching regardless of who he who he lines up to be the starters and who he lines up to be the relievers I'm pretty confident that Bob Melvin will pull the right strings to continue us through the playoffs to hopefully at least one more shot at somebody else Uh, but not knowing who it's going to be uh, life is good. Uh, low-scoring games, no, the tank's not half-empty. The glass ain't half-empty. This is happy times for the Padres and happy times for Well Myers, too. Long-time Padre, and yep. at least he finally gets something out of a 162-game season. Very
6: Thank you, good. Clay.
2: Good phone call. Nice job, Clay. Very good, Clay. Nice job. Uh, that's a, a really good point. And, Chris, you kind of hit on it, too. I mean, the Padres are at at, Jesse and I have said it almost, I think almost every (laughs) pregame we've said Mm -hmm. this uh, Padres will go as far as their pitching takes them no matter what the circumstances are. When before this team had uh, the potential firepower that they have now, um, they were winning a lot of games, two, one, three, two, three, one. And they did it on the backs of, of their starting rotation. Now, I, with Hader throwing the ball as well as he have has, and everybody else kind of filling in right underneath him, the bullpen is throwing the ball exceptionally well right now. And so, the one thing you can you can you know bank on come playoff time is that good pitching is going to beat good hitting on most of these nights in the playoffs. And if the Padres are throwing the ball well as they have here over the last couple of weeks, week and a half. Um they're gonna be a problem they're gonna they're gonna be a problem because they're gonna be in any game and when you're even when you're the better team, what you don't want is teams hanging around because anything can happen towards you getting that seventh eighth ninth inning
3: and usually the uh pressure kind of mounts up on the favored team just a little bit just yep. uh, just usually no guarantees on that, but if you're supposed to win. A lot of times you look around late in a ball game and you go, hey, wait a minute, we're not winning. What's going on here? Uh, Speaking of the Padre pitching, real quick before as we go to break, some very quick math by me, so I could be off by a run or two, but some very quick math by me shows that over the last 16 games, since the Bob Melvin, hey, we got to start playing better speech, the last 16 games the Padres allowed 33 runs. That's just over two a game. Yeah. That will keep you in contention yep. in any postseason game.
2: So, no doubt. So
3: Padres pitching has been terrific, and it's going to set up with Darvish and Snell and Musgrove. I'll take my chances with those guys, even against DeGrom and Scherzer, if it turns out to be the Mets. More Gwen and Chris when we come back. Hour number two.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.